Hello, Kira. Can you please uh, spell your name or state your name and spell it for the record, please? Uh, my name is Kira Patuli, uh, K-Y-R-A, last name P-I-T-U-L-E-Y. Uh, now, Kira, do you promise and swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I do, yes. Okay. Now, I understand you're here today to tell us about your experience as an unvaccinated student during the pandemic, and also to tell us a little bit about your personal experience with the Freedom Convoy in Ottawa. Is that right? Yes. Good. Uh, let's start with a little bit of your background. Uh, how old are you? I'm 15 years old. Uh, and you, where are you from? Um, from Manitoba and live outside of the city. Outside of the city. Uh, what grade are you currently in? I'm currently in grade nine. Now, when the pandemic started in 2020, what grade were you in? I was in grade six. <coughs> and how long had you been going to the school that you were uh, then attending? Um, since before kindergarten. Okay. Now, what was school like in 2020? Can you give us a bit of uh, a description? Um, before March, it was normal, I guess. Um, you got to see all my friends and hang out with friends outside of school and sports. And I don't just live a life as a 12-year-old. <laughs> and what about after March 2020? Um, that's when the schools shut down and we were online um, until June of that year. Um, we, I didn't get to see any of my friends for that entire like duration that we were online. Um, I didn't even leave my house, I guess. Um, it was very like distance from other people. And, and what about your education? What was it like learning uh, online? Um, I mean, the first year we didn't have to do school. It was an option. Um, I did do school for, that, for the rest of that year, um, but I know most people didn't. Did you, were you able to get answers to all of your questions, as I'm sure all students have at some point while they're going to school? Um, most of them, yes. Very good. Uh, before the pandemic, I understand, and, and actually during the pandemic, I understand that you uh, are very active in sports. Is that correct? Yes. What sports do you play? Uh, I play hockey, ringette, and volleyball. Uh, were there any COVID precautions brought in that allowed you to continue playing those sports throughout uh, the pandemic? Um, not as much to allow me to play, but to restrict me from being able to play on my teams. Sure. Uh, so, the of course, uh, the, the vaccinations didn't come out until 2021. So through 2020, were you able to participate in sports relatively normally or, or were there any, any, um, any differences from before the pandemic? Um, in 2020, um, there was regular season for, started for hockey and ringette in September. And by the end of November, beginning of December, it was shut down for everyone. Um, no one was able to play. And then sports activities resumed sometime in the spring of 2021, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Now, I understand that, uh, if, I, if I understand properly, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, your age group would have been eligible for vaccination in the fall of 2021, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Now, did you choose to become vaccinated at that time? 
No, I did not. And what, how did you come to that decision? Was it a family decision? Was it your decision? What, what um, led to that decision? It was more of a family decision. Um, my parents had done research, um, like some research about it, and we didn't really know much about it. And it was also kind of a personal choice as well. Um, I didn't want to get it because of things that we've researched about and just information that we found out. Uh, information such as what? Um, like you didn't really know um, the effects of it and it did come out so quickly that no one was really sure what was in it. Now, up until that point, as far as you're aware, had you received, were you up to date with your vaccinations? Had you received other vaccinations throughout your childhood and as an adolescence? Um, I was up to date on everything else besides the COVID vaccine. Had you ever had a negative reaction to a vaccination? Uh, when I was younger, I believe I was around one and a half, um, I had received the flu shot and I had a severe allergic reaction to, which doctors later found out that it was the H1N1 strand that I had reacted to. And so when you had a, a severe reaction, as you've described it, were you required to go to the hospital because of it? Yes. And what were your symptoms? What were the reaction? Um, uh, from what I, like, I don't really, I don't remember it all, so I'm just going off of what I've been told. Um, I had stopped breathing. I'm not sure for how long, um, but the paramedics came to the house and then I was brought to the hospital. So it was quite a serious reaction. Yeah. From, from what you've been told. <laughs> Very good. Um, but as you've advised, other than that, you, you stayed away from H1, or I think you said it was an H1N1 vaccination at the time. The strand and the, that's right. the flu shot, yeah. All right. So aside from that, you were still up to date with your other vaccinations. Yeah. Okay. How did the vaccine mandate affect your participation in sports? Um, I was kicked off of both of my teams, um, volleyball and hockey, or ringette, sorry, I was playing ringette that one year. Um, I had played, in 2021, I had started ringette, and I was playing normally up until, I think it was around December, um, that I had been fully kicked off of my team. Um, in September, um, that's when the season started and in October the restrictions were put out that parents weren't allowed to be in the facilities or anyone over 18 weren't allowed to be in the facilities without showing proof of vaccination and I was taking my younger siblings in and out of practices and myself as well because my parents weren't allowed to come to the arenas um, and up until there was an age um, an age restriction put out to get the vaccine, I wasn't able to bring anyone to their practices anymore. Practices. Uh, were there any, was there any way that you did not require to be vaccinated? For, for instance, could you have been tested and continued to play on these teams? Um, there was the option to test. Um, you weren't allowed to test from at home. Uh, you would ha have had to go into your local pharmacy and we had chose not to because you would have had to test two or three times a week and the tests, I believe, were $40 each. So the, the cost of, of continual testing made that prohibitive for you to continue participating, is yeah. that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, throughout this time that you were not allowed to participate in the extracurricular sports, were you allowed to participate in gym class in your school? Um, no, 
Uh, I was allowed to participate in gym, I guess. I mean, everyone had to wear a mask, regardless of your vaccination status. But as soon as the bell rang for lunch, um, you had to show proof of vaccination to be in the gym area. And myself and not very many others um, had to sit outside of the gym um, alone, basically, because we weren't allowed to attend the activities in the gym because we didn't show proof of vaccination. So, so just to clarify, over the, over the lunch hour, they would have activities in the gym that students who were vaccinated could participate in. Is yes. that right? Yes. But because you were unvaccinated, um, you were required to sit in the hall or outside of the gymnasium. Yeah. So if you were in the gym for a class, that was, that was acceptable, but for lunch, that was not acceptable. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Um, I understand that you were in two separate ringette leagues uh, mm -hmm. at the same time. And yeah. uh, can you tell us a little bit about how rules varied from one league to the other? Uh, in one league, there was a requirement that you had to either show proof of negative test or proof of vaccination. Um, and the other league, it was more strict that you had to provide those requirements like it was more like, I guess, more strict. Um, the one league was more laid back further, like later on in the season is when they started to require it more. So um, in October, um, that is when the one league got really, like they were really strict on the vaccinations and showing the negative tests. And I didn't ha hadn't provided the proof of vaccination or a negative test. And we had played this one team in a tournament um, in one league that I was allowed to play in. <clears throat> and a week later, we played the same team, but in a different di like in a different league. And I had been kicked out of the arena because I didn't show the proof of vaccination or proof of negative test. So just to clarify, one week you were able to play a particular team in one rink and one week later you were unable to play the exact same team because it was in a different rink is that right yes okay uh can you tell us about uh the last game of ringette that you played that year um the last game i had played or was supposed to play um i had went into the rink um or my team had said that I wasn't able, like I wasn't going to be able to play um, after a certain period of time, but that exact date wasn't given. So I went to this game not knowing if I was able to play, but came prepared to play. And when I got into the rink, one of my teammates had actually went out to the coach and um, I guess ratted me out that I was there. And the coach came into the dressing room and asked me to leave, that I wasn't able to play. And was this in front of your other teammates? It was in front of the entire team and both of the coaches that we had. Okay. And, and how did that experience make you feel? Um, it upset me a lot. Um, as soon as she asked me to leave, there wasn't really, it wasn't very like, it was very straightforward. There was no like forgiveness of anything. There was nothing. Um, I had called my dad to come pick me up because he was, Gonna, if anything happened, he would come pick me up and I wasn't like if I had to get picked up or whatever. And he had pulled my coaches aside to talk to them. I'm not really sure what happened in that conversation because 
I had to step away because I couldn't even handle standing next to them. Okay, because you were upset, is that right? I was very upset, yes. Okay. Um, Were there any other activities that were not related to school or sports that you were unable to participate in? I wasn't able to go out with my friends. Um, There was a group of us going to an event around Halloween time, and I wasn't allowed to participate because at that time, anyone over the age of 13 had to show proof of vaccination, and I didn't have that. Were there any other students who were similarly to yourself not vaccinated that when you were excluded from these events or when you were unable to attend the gymnasium at school, you were able to socialize with during those times? Um, in, like, during COVID, we were grouped into cohorts. So there was two classes per cohort. And in my cohort, there was myself and I believe two others who weren't vaccinated. I'm not sure about the other classes because we weren't allowed to... We weren't allowed to like mix groups, so we had to stay in our own cohorts. So you would sit outside with these two or three in total other students that also weren't allowed in the gymnasium, is that right? Yes. All right. Now, I understand that in January of 2022, you actually participated in the trucker convoy in did, yes. Ottawa. Can you tell us a little bit about how you became involved with that? Um, one night we were sitting on the couch, me, um, my dad and my stepmom, and we had heard about this convoy and we had dug into it a little bit more and found out like what was happening. And later on in that week that it was coming through Winnipeg and we didn't have a truck cause my dad, he's, is a truck driver and he's, he was driving his truck so we couldn't use his. So we found a truck that, um, of our friends that we were allowed to drive and we joined the convoy in Headingley, I believe on the 25th of January. And when you say we, who are you referring to? Um, Me and my stepmom, Steph. And when did you arrive in Ottawa? We got to Ottawa Saturday, the 29th of January. And what was your impression of of, uh, the convoy when you arrived? Um, Well, when we arrived in Ottawa, um, we were, all of the trucks were, I guess, pointed towards one certain street. Um, I don't remember the name of that street, um, but along the river behind Parliament, um, we were all of the trucks were just at a standstill there. And um, we were sitting there for around, I want to say half an hour, 40 minutes. And we had been traveling with another truck that we met. There was two people in it. And Steph went over to them and asked if they were, we were going to go find a way up uh, to downtown in front of Parliament. And we asked them if they're coming or not. Um, my mom handed me her phone and she said, get me here. And there's a lot of one-way streets in downtown Ottawa that you, that we had to find our way through. And we ended up, um, being two blocks from Parliament on Metcalf and Albert. And did you attend Parliament, uh, after that? Uh, yes. Uh, the first or second night we went up to Parliament Hill just to see what everything was, like what was happening up there. And it was a really cool experience to be a part of. And why was it a cool experience? What was happening that you you thought was interesting or exciting or made you glad to be participating? Um, Over the past, I guess, two years at that point that COVID had affected the entire world, um, it felt, I felt a sense of normalcy to be around people again who weren't wearing masks and people who like, were just good spirit and we could go up and talk to anyone and 
they would hold a conversation. You can go over to talk to the truck drivers and just everyone was so friendly. And while you were uh, on Parliament Hill or participating in the in the activities that were taking place there, did what, what impression did you have of those that were participating? Was it uh, positive? Was it negative? What what did you see? Um, I saw a very positive like attitude from everyone. Um, no one, I felt no one had any bad intentions to do anything that was not in a good way, I guess. Like, no one had the intention of doing anything bad. Did, did you ever witness any, um, any instances of the participants acting cruelly towards any other individuals or acting illegally? Um, in the very beginning, like the first two weeks that we were there, um, it was all a very positive experience. Um, there was no one, like any sort of bad actions towards anyone. And what, uh, how long were you in Ottawa altogether? Uh, 22 days. So what, uh, what caused you to leave Ottawa? Um, the Friday, I believe it was the 18th, um, there was extra law or more outside law enforcement that was brought into downtown Ottawa who were trying to push the people out of the streets um, with force of, um, like, there was police officers holding batons and they had shields and um, it was not a very good feeling to see that happening. Did you, did you see it personally happen? Were you there as that was happening? Um, personally, no, I was not. Um, my brother, my dad, and Steph were all up there, though. And when did you return to Manitoba? Uh, we got back in Manitoba, or we got back home February 21st. Is there anything else that you would like to mention about that experience that I haven't asked you about? Um, I don't think so. Uh, well, that concludes my questions. Are there any questions from the commissioners? Thank you for your testimony. You mentioned that some of the students didn't do their online education. When they went back to school post-COVID, did you notice the, a difference in grade standards, grade outcomes, the students' knowledge? Um, you, you, you finished your online, but some of them didn't. Um, I had moved schools um, at the end of grade six. So at grade seven, I had actually moved out to Manitoba with my dad, and I was attending a new school. So I wasn't really with the people who I had done online the previous year. Thank you. Uh, can I add one more comment? Sure can. Uh, when I was in Ottawa, um, I was doing online school um, from the day after I left to around the middle point that I was in Ottawa. Um, and my teachers were very good with sending me work up until a certain point. And I don't know if um, this had anything to do with me being in Ottawa, but if parents would take their kids um, on a vacation, let's say to Disneyland, they would be getting their work and they would be communi communicating with teachers very well. And at one point, my teachers had actually stopped sending me work and stopped communicating. So I was reaching out to them about getting work and it came to the point where my parents um, were emailing and calling the school about getting me more work because they had just stopped sending me it altogether. And 
the administration of my school had suggested that um, I be enrolled in Homeschool Manitoba because I was gone um, and because I wasn't attending school for two weeks be that I had to enroll in Homeschool Manitoba. And when you returned, were you able to continue on with your school? Uh, when I returned school? to school, yes, I was able to. Um, I had a bit to catch up on because I wasn't sent it, but I still continued as normal. Very good. Are there any further questions from the commissioners? Very good. On behalf of the National Citizens Inquiry, we thank you for your testimony.